Welcome to Edufuturists, the podcast that discusses the future of education and the impact of technology. I'm Dan Fitzpatrick. And I'm Ben Whittaker, and we are the Edutech Project. Uh, you can get in contact with us. Uh, you can get involved with this episode and future episodes. We're on Twitter at the Edutech Pro. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Edutech Project. You can see all our resources, past episodes, and uh, our blog pieces and whatever at www.theedutechproject.com. Or contact us via email, theedutechproject at gmail.com. Yeah, building up a really good resource of podcasts there, so get back and listen to some of them. This is the podcast that brings you a different edufuturist every week. We will be interviewing people instrumental in the future of education and educational technology for 15 minutes. Edufuturists are teachers, innovators, change leaders with their fingers on the pulse of how new technology can revolutionise education. We're interested in the trends of education, what's working, what's not, and how our schools, colleges and universities can help prepare students better for the world they will live in. This week we are interviewing... Da, 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 it's Ben's mum. Ben, you've got your mum <laughs> yeah, on the my, podcast. This is my mum. Uh, she's called Wendy. Wendy Whittaker. Uh, Wendy Gillian Whittaker, in fact. I'm looking forward to interviewing her coming up. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, as we do, we've got a few facts and statistics from the world of education and technology. Ben, you're going to start us off? Yeah. So, you know, that there was a little bit of a craze not so long back about fidget spinners. And in fact, actually, there was an argument about whether um, in schools you should be able to use fidget spinners to help people who uh, struggle with concentrating and sitting down. But um, fidget spinners are a great, great um, little tool. My kids have loads of them. But apparently, according to uh, the old Tinter web, he says the world's smallest fidget spinner is 100 microns wide. That wow. is smaller than the width of a human hair and is barely visible to the naked eye. There's a there's a, a fidget spinner that small. Wow. I remember last year when they were all the, the craze and the kids were bringing them into class and you, you were taking them off them because they weren't allowed them in class. But uh, a kid bringing that one into class would probably get away with it, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, yeah, another one uh, for me. Uh, scientists, this one's this one's really cool. Scientists at Harvard have stored a GIF animation. Is it GIF or GIF? I don't know how to say that. I always say GIF. GIF, yeah. Okay, we'll go GIF. So they've stored a GIF animation of a galloping horse in the DNA of a bacteria. How cool Ooh. is that? Um. Why? Why would you waste your time on stuff like that? Though? No, no, no. Seriously, Ben. This is. I was. I was reading about this a few months ago. This. They reckon this is going to be the future of um, online storage. So apparently, the d- <laughs> DNA is going to be where we're going to store all, all our information in the future because it can store so much of it. And yeah. Anyway, watch, watch this. Let's space. get onto this interview because that's just freaked me out. So <laughs> in- interview. Um, is with uh, Wendy Whitaker. Wendy is uh, my mum, first and foremost, but also she's a primary school teacher. She'll um, talk to you a little bit about what she does. She works at Sacred Heart Primary School in Church near Accrington, um, has worked there for a number of years, and uh, works at Sencor, done some work as an uh, acting deputy head teacher, uh, lots of responsibilities. So it's great to have mum on the podcast today. So we know that you're my mum, and uh, obviously that's a great privilege, but I'm sure... Sure, there's more to your life than, than than just me. Tell us a bit about you, your career, uh, your, your career as a teacher. Give us a little bit of insight. Okay, so I'm mum, not just to Ben, but also to, I've got another son called Jonathan. Uh, I'm also a foster carer to two amazing girls called Angel and Summer. And the best bit is I'm a grandma to Neve and Martha. 
Um, as a teacher, um, I went into teaching quite late. Um, I was uh, a teaching assistant for 16 years, which was uh, which gave me a good insight into teaching, particular things like classroom control and uh, understanding where children were going from. Um, I had a privilege with that because I worked from reception right up to year six throughout my time as a teaching assistant. So when I went into teaching, I went into it with my eyes open. Uh, so I thought, um, so I, I did my training in 2008 um, and qualified in 2009. And then I got my uh, my first permanent job uh, in 2011. And I'm still at the same school that I started out at. Um, for me, um, the best thing once I qualifying was actually being a supply teacher um, because what, during your training, there's lots you don't learn um, that you learn on the job. And being a supply teacher gave me an insight into what I would like to do and what I don't like to do within teaching, uh, the way that different schools, um, you know, do things. It was just better. I, I learned so much by being on the job that way. Does that answer it? That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, you, what year group do you teach? How old are the kids that you're with? I teach year five currently. Um, I was teaching year six for the previous three years. I've gone into year five this year, so they're age uh, nine and ten. Um, so that, yeah, um, that, just for the for our listeners who who aren't in the country and don't know year five and six. So, and we just the first time we've ever had uh, somebody on who teaches the the primary school age and and has done the Google Educator Level One. Uh, course. So, can you just, can you just give us a bit of background uh, about why you wanted to become a certified Google educator? Um, yeah, it was through Ben, really. Um, he he. Oh, guys, guys, don't gush about me too much. Uh, alongside uh, Dan, uh, Ben came into our school and introduced Google to us. I mean, obviously, everybody's heard about Google, and uh, you use that to to search don't you it's your search engine but um yeah but they came in and gave us an insight into what um what it really was that, that there was more to google than just that um there's things that you know i never even related to, to google like calendar um you know so there was lots of other things that because of coming into school and doing some training with the staff uh, at the school i work in uh, just gave me that insight into you know there's more out there than just google as i knew it yeah we always laughed about it um, when I, I came around and said i was doing google for education and uh, doing google training she's like well what do you have to learn about searching just, it was just a, it's just an alien thing yeah. so um obviously we had a chat didn't we um you just for the listeners it'd be really important for them to understand because some of them have, have done the google training a good, a good number one so what things do you have to learn during that training um it was learning about the different apps that was out there it was learning that um there was more uh, there was things within google that google offered that could be used in a classroom so yeah you can ask the kids to go and search on, on google uh, but there was more there's more out there that i can use with the kids to make um their learning better and more interesting just give us an example of something that you've learned or that you that, that you use in a classroom maybe i don't know maybe google forms or something that you've that you've, that you've looked at that's made that's made sense from the training um google 
oh, what's it called? The one that's a bit like um, PowerPoint, but it's not. Google Slides. That's it, Google Slides. Um, so I've, I've looked at doing that, doing my own, and how easy are they to use to make some absolutely amazing slides that, the, that just capture the children's attention. Um, but also alongside that is the... Um, App where the, you know the, the children use the QR codes, yeah, um, and it, for the children, particular children at the, the age I'm doing, for them it's just like magic, and it just makes them want to go and do the the learning that you would have done you would have done um, through textbooks or just going through Google search. But the fact that they can just scan a code and go onto a site is just absolutely amazing for them. They just think, wow, and you get that wow factor that you want. Fantastic. So you've done the, you did the training, uh, all the, the modules and the self-paced online learning uh, that the three of us uh, have all done. What was it like when you, you sat down for the exam part uh, to get your certificate? Was it daunting? Um, was it difficult? Can you just give us a bit of insight into it, that? It was definitely daunting um, because I didn't know what to expect. Um, it wasn't easy, but doing the training helps you to help you to answer those questions obviously like any exam that you're going to take if you've done training um so it was long it was a long process to get through but I got through to the other side and I did have time left which is a really good thing because I was worried about that so would you say that the the most difficult part of it of the training was then timing or would you say it's remembering everything or what would you say was the most difficult part either of the training or the exam it doesn't really matter which one um, I think training really because um, it's just getting your head around so much that Google have to offer. So I think that that was the the, the difficult thing because I, it had asked you questions and I'm thinking, right, I know the answer to this, but which which app is it? Um, and, and and getting my head around that. So yeah. So you you, you did that. You passed it. Congratulations. So you're a level, you. level one educator now. That's brilliant. How in just the the short time since you you passed it, how has becoming a Google certified educator changed the way that you teach? Well, um, I would say that for me, the, the thing that's really impacted me and my school has been using Google uh, Calendar. So everybody's got a calendar on the phone and that's fine but we've we now use google calendar as our main calendar in school and so our our children uh, our staff are all um have all got access to it so you know we we had a a calendar a, a diary in school people might forget to put stuff on it or they remember something at weekend and they, and then by Monday they've forgotten and they don't put it in the diary or they're not sure what's coming the next week and um, can they book something out but with having Google Calendar and everybody is accessing that it means that you can access it whenever or wherever you are on your phone which has been an absolute uh, dream for us as, as staff the, the staff that you know well all our staff are using it TAs teachers office staff and it's just become so workable we can just look at it at a glance and see what we can book in the diary. So for us as a school, it's been the Google Calendar that's been the best thing. However, uh, I'm, I'm um, at the moment in, in the uh, process of setting my class up so that they can, we can use Google Slides as a class. Um, and I know that once I've got that set up and running, it's going to be uh, brilliant because the other week I was trying to uh, get all the children to do a PowerPoint together, but you can't. It was then a matter of having to cut and paste every single slide from the, the class. So Google Slides is going to make that so much easier for us as a, as a class. 
I think that's that's really interesting. I think it's worth mentioning the context, Mum, about the uh, about the school. It's a school that um, haven't been able to invest heavily in, in technology, really, have they? No. Um, and they're aware that that's the case. And and not all, it's not a one to one school. Kids don't all have have iPads or anything anywhere near. Really, there's some sets you can book out, aren't there? But it's just that slowly but surely understanding that trying to get things together. So. In terms of, I think we've we've kind of gone on to that idea about how students will um, are using it and what the what the plans are to use it in terms of like collaborative decks, slide decks, and and all that kind of stuff. Um, do you think do you think there's challenges that you're facing with Google for Education? Do you think that's in, do you think can you see challenges that um, that you're facing or maybe that they're facing in the school with using it? Um, the only challenge that I'm, I've come up up against, uh, which I know that there's a way around it, and it's just me getting into that, is making sure that all my children can access it in a safe way so that they're not having their own email yeah, cool. uh, to uh, be able to use outside and where there's no control. So the way that I'm going to be able to set it up, uh, and I'm just in the process of doing it, is that you'd have a class email, but everybody has access to it. So they all have their own uh, email um, for themselves, yeah, yeah. but they don't have it to access at home because everything, if they ever did go on that at home, everything would come through to me so I could see it. Um, so it keeps them safe. So the challenge is to get everybody on it, but I know once I've got them on, it's going to be amazing at, to be able to do that collaborative learning in class. Absolutely. And hopefully I'll then run that through. Uh, I've said to the other staff that, you know, can then run that through to other um, other other classes, but we're also going to use it as a staff. Um, so, like, just recently we just had a, an eco-friendly week, um, and so all the classes was, were, were doing eco-friendly. But if we got, start using the, the slides, we can put on what we've learned on those slides, and it'll be one, you know, one, one base that we can promote that out yep. maybe putting it on the website for our, for our parents to see but we're not we're not all struggling by having bits and then having to copy and paste it into other um other bits so yeah yeah oh, that's so good and i don't know we've touched on this before in uh, the previous podcast just the many uses of google slides it's not just a presentation tool really is it it's a re- it's no. a really good way for teachers to collaborate together and to and to work on something together that might just get used on a screen in front of them, not necessarily a presentation, but it's just a way of of sharing that yeah. shared content. So, um, what I'm sure you you face some challenges in terms of technology at your school or from friends who are teachers. What would you say to somebody who's kind of like, you know, technology? Um, it's not really necessary in the classroom. Um, let's just stick to to books. Let's just stick to traditional st- styles of teaching. What would you say to them about how uh, necessary technology can be for students? They just need to open their eyes and look what the world is about. world is about technology now. Um, once on a day, it was when I was at school, it was about books. It was about encyclopedias. It was about ringing or writing letters. It's not that now. Um, students and, and staff want something instantaneously. Yeah. And that's why we need to have this technology and we need children to be educated in, in using that. Because if we don't, then they're going to be behind and they're going to have a disadvantage when they're going to the workplace. Our children need to have that right from a young age, I would say right from our nursery children who use that QR 
So, you know, right from that age, they need to know that that technology is available to them so that when they're going to the workplace, they've got that advantage that they're already used to using it and um, it's it's second nature to them. Like reading, it uh, was always to us, like writing letters was when I was younger. That was second nature, but now it needs to be technology-based. Yeah, so cool. Um, it, it's really interesting that talk, talking to a primary school teacher and trying to because we've obviously done it from a secondary point of view um, and we're conscious that we are coming towards the end of time. I don't know if anybody realised that uh, this is my mum, so that's why she talks so much, just like me. Uh, <laughs> well, tell us about, just, just as we kind of wrap it up, what's your favourite part about using Google for Education? Just having different facilities so that you, we're not just limited to like one kind of programme or one app. We've got different facilities and like I just mentioned, it does go for my nursery age children you know I'm just watching my granddaughter now through through the door and she's on the iPad and she she uses it like I would have used pen and paper she just gets on there she she can access what's out there in the world in and thankfully we can do it in a safe environment so I think just being able to have those different apps that we can use right from um, the three and four year olds that start our school right up till they leave and then go on to secondary school and have that the life. Yeah, yeah. So, have you got any plans to do the level two training? Is that something on the horizon? Yeah. Um, I just need to get my head around and, and it's not just knowing it, it's using it and applying it. So once I've got my head around using and applying what I've already learned, then yeah, I will move on to that because I just think it's benefited me so much. Um, and it's going to benefit my kids. Well, you know, you know, if if you ever want any level two training from anybody, um, I'm not sure if you know anybody that might be able to help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got one awesome son. You know, just just, you, just you, one awesome son. No, well, I've got two. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, there it is. It's on. It's it's recorded live, everybody. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, thanks so much for coming on. Um, I think some of our listeners are going to get a lot from that interview in terms of the insights into, into why why they should do that educator training. And if any of them want to actually have a look at that, if they just go to Google, type in Google Google Certified Educator, I think it's a, it's a fantastic um, bit of CPD for any teacher out there. So that was cool, wasn't it? It's always, uh, I was always a bit nervous about interviewing <laughs> my mum, but actually, let's be honest, she did a good job. Yeah, when I suggested getting her on a couple of weeks ago, I could see you were a bit hesitant, but uh, I thought, mate, I thought she was fantastic. I thought she was really yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, that obviously seeing it from a primary school perspective is very, very different than what we've been used to and some of our other guests. And we're really keen uh, to talk to primary because... Uh, that that conversation we've talked about before about driving lessons, whether the kids are going, to, our kids are going to drive cars in the future, or what's it going to look like, and the, the evolving nature of edtech, it's, it's really going to affect those kids in in, in primary school. So, hearing I'm hearing that schools are, are embracing it, and especially because a lot of primary schools don't have anywhere near the kind of budget that secondary schools have got. It's very interesting how they're trying to do like slow and steady. With, with limited budgets exactly yeah. and i think i think your mum's a really good advert for getting to grips with the certified google educator training program because i know a lot of people i'm sure people, a lot of people say to you as well ben that how, how do you how do you get to grips with everything that's out there because google offers a lot there's a lot in ed tech and how do you how do you start and i think that level one training with the certificate is a fantastic way just to, to get a grips with the basics and see what the potential is yeah, and and also being aware that mum's mum's fifty five, so um, 
she's decided, even at this stage in her career... <laughs> you could be very careful how you yeah. word this. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably going to listen. No, but, but in this stage of her career that she still wants to innovate and try and do new things, I think I think that's amazing. Like, lots of times, you've been if you've been teaching a while or you've been you've been totally been in education a while, you're like, ah, oh, just roll that stuff back out again. Yeah. Um, not yeah. that I would ever do that, and not that you would ever do that, Dan, but I'm sure that there are listeners here that would be tempted to do that. But the fact that... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, somebody who's a little bit older, he's he's trialing new stuff. I think I think it's just awesome. Mate. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and you could see when because we both of us went into your mum's school probably about six months ago now, wasn't it? And we delivered some training yeah. to the staff there, and they were just they were really hungry for it. You could tell they wanted to get a grips with it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I just I just want to say if anyone from uh, Google headquarters is listening to this, please give Wendy a job. Please, because I would love to see Ben's face. Ben's been working on this stuff for a few years now. and If she gets a job before I do, I'm telling you now, I'm quitting this. I'm not even joking you. I quit. That's another good reason why Wendy Whitaker should. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, Dan. That is it. Well, no, it's been, it's been good. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening today. If you want to get in contact with us um, on our social channels, you can do that by talking to us on Twitter at the Edutech Pro or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Edutech Project. Do you see what I did then? But by the way, I changed the subject quite quickly. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, <laughs> www.theedutechproject.com is where we are based. You can get our blogs, you can get our podcasts, everything we do. Uh, also, uh, we're starting to promo the Edutech Summit for next year. Uh, you can also email yeah. us, the Edutech Project at gmail.com in the next few months we got some fantastic guests coming up so watch this space it's going to be a great few months for edgy futurists see you later ben see you man have a good week you too